Welcome to the Elevate Her podcast, a space and place where women of color come together to share their wins, their strategies, and their hopes for the future. Our goal is to equip and prepare the next generation of women leaders to change the trajectory of the world as we know it today. My name is Susanna Alba and welcome to the Elevate Her podcast. So Dr. Green, thank you so much for joining me today on this conversation of Elevate Her. I am super excited to have you with me um, for us to kind of talk through these topics of elevating women and having our voices amplified. And so I'd love if you could just share a little bit about you, um, what you do and how you got to where you are right now. Sure, uh, I'll try to make, I'll give you the cliff notes. So I uh, spent about 25 years in education. Uh, my last stop was a chief of equity uh, at a school district. And then I left there because part of the challenge of the work is making sure that you're really doing the work that creates change. And so uh, I was like, hey, let me go out into the world and see what this looks like nationally. So I went and worked for a nonprofit for another four or five years. And then that brought me here. And so I'm recently a published author um, and I currently own um, Cornerstone Equity Consultant, which is a consulting firm that works with schools, districts, uh, and organizations. Super awesome. So you are, are you still in the work of DEI? I am. Awesome. That's part of the work that we do. Awesome. And what has been like your motivation behind going for DEI? Um, I think because at the end of the day, kids need to be in a space that's liberatory in nature, right? Like, so when we think about the purpose of education, it's not to teach children what to think, it's to teach them how to think, right? Yes. And so the DEI piece comes into play if we don't allow all children to show up as themselves authentically and occupy space, then someone gets um, the short end, right? Like someone doesn't have access to really evolving into their best self. And so DEI helps us look at not just the mindsets and perspectives of people, but the structures and the systems and the policies that anchor and essentially um, create systemic inequities within systems. 100%. And I love that you're starting with children. So are you starting with a specific age group? So typically what we do is we work with school districts and that's K-12. Um, okay. Sometimes our work is focused on the systems and structures and sometimes the work is focused on uh, teachers. Every once in a while, we get awesome opportunities to interact and engage with kids from like a public speaker perspective and okay. really kind of, you know, ask them who, who they are and how they show up and occupy space, right? And, and kind of help them move to this space of, if we do the work with young people to really understand that everyone has an opportunity to be themselves and be at peace, then we won't be doing so much work as adult with adults right. uh, moving forward, right? <laughs> so the goal is to like help the young people get to that place where they can really honor um, everyone's individual journey so that when they're adults, that they walk into the world um, in a more welcoming uh, way. 100%. And that like is a great segue to my, my first question, because one of the things that I find, especially for women of color, is how to build relationships, especially fruitful relationships, um, under the guise of being able to show up unapologetically, being able to be your true and authentic self. So it seems like you've you've been able to do that. So I'd love for you to kind of share with listeners how have been what have been some of the ways that you've been able to do that. Um, 
I will tell you that the beauty of us as individuals is our iterative nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what I'm able to say and courageously stand in today certainly is not who I was at 20. Right. Um, but if there's something I could tell my 20 year old self is finding your voice early enough to validate yourself as yourself um, allows you to move through the world in a far more confident, efficacious, audacious way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say that um, because much of my journey has been wrapped around falling and getting back up. Yeah. <laughs> and as a woman of color, you don't always have the space to fall, right? Yes. Well, well, we do, but we're told we don't. Yep. And so what that creates inside of our body, other than poison to our system physically, um, is this need to be perfect in an imperfect world. Mm, so good. <laughs> so, so we good. add pressure to ourselves that the world can stop adding pressure and we're already conditioned to to, to yes. be pressure cookers, right? We have yes. to tend to and do. And so every time we take on a label that doesn't really belong to us, it dampens our flame yep. until we realize that it's okay to shed the expectations of an outside world that really can't speak to the complexity and the intricacies of ourselves. Right. Um, so that that's really, I think, the piece is learning that, one, learning it early, and two, occupying it in a way that says, my integrity and my values lead my decision-making, and so my voice will shake when I tell you the truth and my truth, but nonetheless, I will tell you my truth. Right. And I love that you said that your values will be and and your integrity are what kind of shape that ability for you to be able to speak in your true and authentic voice. And I love that you say that because there is at least for me, so I'm not going to speak for everybody, but at least for me, one of the things that has been really very telling in my career, in my ability to grow, in my ability to learn, and as I have led, is that as a woman of color, when I show up um, and I get really excited about a topic or I am questioning something that perhaps is not representing um, students well or other women well or uh, people who would identify with me, some would find it controversial um, as if I am yelling or screaming or being difficult. Uh, and that is that is so not who I am. That's just the part of my voice that sits with someone and would make them uncomfortable. And so I love that you mentioned that because I think that, like you said, we are pressure cookers. We take on, we take on, we take on. And then by the time when we when we are able to kind of just speak, it seems as if we're just like, ah, right? Like we're just yelling and we're saying all of these things, but it comes from a place of having to reframe the way that we think and reframe um, the notion that we have to have it all together. Does that make sense? For sure. I love that. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I love the way that, that you put that together. Now, I, I'm curious to hear your thoughts about how how you've been able to build your brand um, in terms of us being able to speak, in terms of finding your true and authentic voice and building your brand more than just the title that you hold. Because I think that we get wrapped up in that as well. Yeah. So what I would tell you is um, I no longer hold the titles. That's how I built my brand, right? I realized that my function in the world and my purpose overrode the need to have a title Mm. to somehow affirm I have my value and worth, right? What I had to get to is to realize that with nothing, 
I still had everything, right? But that's an internal working and reflection and self-reflection is accountability, right? All those pieces. Um, and so I think part of it is really thinking about like, what is it that you actually want to do in the world that when you're gone, people will recognize and smile and admire, mm-hmm. right? And so the brand for me and building my brand one, it's always been one that's been rooted in integrity. And I think I've gotten better at standing firmly in that because I don't, it's not a compromise for me anymore. Right. So as I've grown into becoming me, I've been less willing to compromise things that I know are harmful to human beings, any human being, right. whether that's a decision, whether that's a way of being, whether that's an action um, I'm making. So I think that's the first piece is like really making sure that whatever you're doing is something that you believe in um, far beyond the title, the pay or the payment. And then working tirelessly to really fill the space from your way, right? Like I always say things like, you know, you have to shine your light in the world in your way because my way won't be your way. Yeah. And that's okay. But if we each shine it and really work towards being the better people, then your brand almost precedes you. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's a phrase that uh, your name has been spoken in places your feet have never been entered. Yes. Oh, can you say that again for the people in the back, please? <laughs> your name has been spoken in places your feet have never entered. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's when you really know that your brand is working. Right. Um, yes. And so I would say I don't I, I guess I, I say it backwards because I don't believe a brand has anything to do with the title. Mm-hmm. Right. There's so many people who have titles. And when you dig beneath the title. Is there is a weak argument. Right. It's not there's no depth. There's no real commitment, real passion, right. because I think also when you're in a system that constantly is changing the goalposts, it gets like there's a moment in your life, everyone will experience this, where you will realize that you are in the poisonous pond and you're swimming in it and you no longer realize that you are breathing and eating poison. Yeah. Um, and so as long as you um, are in that place, you don't realize sometimes that the things you're doing are absolutely counter to the person you've always intended to show up as. Yes, that is so good. Hello, my friend, it's Susanna from Elevate Her. Today, I wanna talk to you about a pain point that I know a lot of women experience, and that is the lack of confidence when it comes to speaking up and being leaders in their field. Now, here's the real issue. Women make 75 cents on the dollar to their male counterparts in the workplace. I've created a program called Elevate Her, which is a coaching container that helps women just like you to develop their brand, build their confidence, and lead with excellence. The best part is that it's personalized coaching. So you get me as your coach one-on-one to help you every step of the way. I want to see you succeed. I want to see you get paid what you deserve and be an effective leader in your field. If you're ready to take your career to the next level, then click the link below and let's schedule a time for you and I to connect to see if we're a good fit and if the Elevate Her program is for you. I can't wait to connect with you. All right, well, let's get back into this show. That is so good, especially because when you have been, when you've been conditioned around poison, um, there is a saying that says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, right? And so Mm. when you have been conditioned and bred and raised in that type of poison, then out of the abundance of your heart, what is going to come out is that type of poison. Um, And I think that for so many of us, 
we know we're in poisonous situations, but we sometimes don't know how to get out of them. And that is where Absolutely. we find that resistance because we know that we were created to shine. We know that we have so much more to offer, but something about our light in a poisonous environment bothers someone else's mediocre. And so when you start to shine and when you start to to move out of this realm where this this don't feel right no more, you run into that resistance. And there is this this dissonance between your mind and your heart, because your heart is telling you it's time for you to go. But your mind is telling you you've worked so hard to get to this place. What do you mean it's time for you to go? You know what I mean? And I and I love the way that you explained that because it gives us a visual that eventually, if you don't take care of it, it's going to poison your whole being. So then your mind and your heart, no matter where you go, you're going to bring that with you. So I, lo I love, love, love that example. And I love what you said about your, your name has been mentioned in rooms where your feet have never been. Oh God, I love that so much. But what I what I love about that is that I teach women the importance of having a sponsor or an ally because that is exactly what it is. So could you share your experiences in having someone who has come alongside you to be an ally or a sponsor um, at an institution or organization that you've worked with where they've done that for you. They've spoken your name into places and spaces you've never stepped foot in. Sure. Um, it's funny you say that I got goosebumps because this person so impacted my life and she probably to this day doesn't even know how much. And it was my first, um, I was a assistant principal in New York City when I was um, in the school system there. And my boss, Robin, did everything to provide me with access the, the real leadership, right? Mm -hmm. The key decision-making to reports that I needed to learn how to think through and think about. And then when I would do those things, she would tell the superintendent, oh, I didn't do this, Ebony did it. Or I didn't, you know, like mm -hmm. she would give the credit. And I think that's one of the things that people, I think sometimes struggle with, especially leaders, is giving credit to the folks who they lead to do incredible things. And so she would always make sure that my name was kind of in the places where people could understand um, how helpful, impactful, dynamic, whatever the words were to the organization. Yeah. Uh, and so that ended up putting me in a position where I had access to so many opportunities I would otherwise not have had had she not really walked into those rooms and introduced my name in those spaces. Yes, that is so good. And and it's, it's again, it speaks to your leadership ability. I think that what happens with so many leaders um, is that we, well, not we, but some lead from a place of fear. And so if I am to speak about Ebony and her ability in some way, shape or form that diminishes my ability as a leader, and I am of the opposite belief. I believe that if you're going to be leading people, the best way to identify your leadership ability is when your team is doing things incredibly because you have taken the time to pour into them. And, and that was something that as a leader would, would really confuse a lot of people. <laughs> 
especially especially as I moved into certain circles and places and I was able to identify opportunities for fellow team members of mine, I would make recommendations like, girl, you are a good fit for this role. You should apply. Or I was talking with Ebony and she talked about this opportunity and I think that you would be a good fit for it. Like that would throw people off because they're like, no one's ever done that. Like no one's ever not only been able to see my ability, but also encourage me to pursue more. It's always been, it's always been leadership with a tight fist. And to me, true leadership is with an open hand. Understanding that if you lead well and you lead effectively, they are in the palm of your hand. At any point they can walk away, but you have created an environment that they are choosing to stay. And I think that that is so powerful. And it starts by you being able to invest in your people, to love on them, to help them to see their blind spots, but also to speak into opportunities for them to be able to excel. So whoever Robin is, I thank her for that, for doing that for <laughs> you, because it's it's life changing. It really is an incredible opportunity. Um, so I want to be mindful of time. I feel like you and I, we can we can talk for, for hours on this topic. So as we are kind of wrapping up, I have a few quick questions for you. So what would be your absolute theme song if you were walking on to like a major stage? What would be the theme song that you would come out to? Oh, oh my gosh. So uh, the song I would do it, yeah, the song I would use as a theme song is called "Do It Anyway" by Erica Manson. It is okay. an inc- Mason, Erica Mason. It is an incredible song. Um, yeah, for sure. Love that. And what would be some of the encouragement that you would leave for listeners as they are kind of coming to the end of our conversation together? I think. Um, I think the thing that really matters when it for me when I think of leaders and women. Um, in my book, there's a question I write, which is what are the lies you've told yourself mm-hmm. and how does that impact your leadership in your life? Mm-hmm. Right. And I think so often we forget to reflect on the lies that we literally have built our lives around. Mm-hmm. And we, what we don't understand is that those lies are created to keep us constricted. Yeah. And so if we start to peel them back then we get to re-expand to our full self, which is really rooted in who we were when we came here as babies, right? Because right. if you see a kid, they're going to say, I can fly off that mountain. And in their head, they, they sure literally can. believe it. That's my son, right? 100%. Right? And then life gets you and it tells you, don't go near the mountain. Don't go near the cliff. You're going like, to give you all these limitations but it never gives you opportunity sometimes for re-expansion. And so you have to take that opportunity for yourself to keep building and breathing life, not only into yourself, but into others. Um, Yeah, so I think that's the piece is that you, self-reflection is your accountability for your life. And while it can be tough as a leader, one of the most, to me, one of the most important things that you can do in your leadership journey or on your leadership journey is really reflect on who you're becoming. Mm-hmm. Are you becoming the person that you you talked about finding their seat at the table or building their seat at the table? Because if you don't reflect on that path and in that process, you'll end up at your table um, and you'll be disappointed at who you've become because you're looking in someone else's mirror, right? Mm-hmm. So just being mindful to always tap in and look um, at where you're going and how you're getting there. And are you still rooted in integrity and intention? 
that is so good y'all i hope y'all are taking notes i hope you are paying attention because that is so good and and it's it's so relevant right we see it happening across so many industries where the intention often is to start off well but by the time you get to that place you don't recognize who you are um and and so if you can avoid it dr green just gave you some gems on how to do so <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much, Dr. Green, for your time, for connecting with me, for sharing your heart. Um, last thing I'll ask is how can people connect with you? Um, they can find me on uh, Instagram under eGreenEquity, and we do a Kind Soul series there. Uh, my website is cequityconsulting.com. You can DM me and take it from there. Um, yeah, I think those are two, the two best places. Oh, and pick up my book, Acts of Liberation. You can get it on Amazon. Love it. Love it. We'll link all of this in the show notes as well. So again, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. This is going to enrich our community. And I am so thankful for this opportunity and for the work that you're doing. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It's my pleasure.